On January 1st, 2020, the Noon's Darkroom Artist Collective found a baby on their doorstep. This was none other than Baby New Year. Following the death of Father Time, the collective has been tasked with raising the child. You can hear the story play out this year on Newton's Dark Room Presents. Each episode features original music that will be released as an EP on Spotify, iTunes, and other major streaming platforms, as well as on cassette. New episodes drop the last Monday of every month, and you can find them wherever you get your podcast. Come experience the life of Baby New Year, only on Newton's Dark Room Presents. Hey, this is Mike from 424 Recording reminding you to help keep this podcast mattress ad-free by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 424recording. Now you can watch full video episodes of the podcast only on Patreon. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Analog Thoughts in a Digital World, a podcast from 424 Recording about creativity and the pursuit of the artistic life. My co-host this season is Jason from Painted Blonde Tapes. Every other week, we're asking questions about creativity and discussing our answers. We're also making recommendations at the end of each episode about anything we're listening to, reading, watching, etc. If you want to see full video episodes of the podcast, become a patron at patreon.com slash 424recording. Have you, wait, do you, (laughs) or have you ever meditated? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, Whoa, really? Yeah, it used to come in and out. I used to do it a lot more, man. Like there was one point where I was pretty steadily meditating all the time. This must have been like probably about ten years ago, and uh, it's a great practice to get into, and it definitely uh, quiets your mind. And I used to get a lot out of it. I, I I feel like I still do meditate, but only when I feel like I'm like super anxious. Um, uh-huh. I guess because I just feel I'm usually on like a certain level already now, and I kind of use it as almost like a therapeutic thing when I feel like I really need to, when I really need to do it, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's like a cop out or, um, what, but uh, yeah, I used to be really into like Taoism and, uh, the I Ching and all that kind of stuff. So wow, this is like, this is uh, really delving into something I didn't, I didn't even expect at all. Yeah, man, you got to be careful what portals you open. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Well, what about you, man? Interesting. I never have. I don't know. Interesting. Like, uh, my my wife has gotten into it a lot since um, she's a she's a doula um, as a profession, and um, she kind of teaches part of it, like uh, with within like the birthing realm realm, I guess you know. Um, There's like a whole world (laughs) that we don't need to go into, but. Uh, but she's definitely like gotten into it. I think more and more since she's been doulaing, and because um, it's a lot of so, breathing techniques, right? Um, with with birthing, yeah, yeah. From what I understand, I've never birthed, but myself. But. Well, I mean, I guess from like you know, <laughs> TV and stuff. They yeah, I mean, like, like a lot of that make is fun like of Lamas and I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's that stuff my is like kind of kind of BS. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, she'll she'll be quick to point out how. BS a TV show or a movie's birth scene is like really quickly, but um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like 
uh, I mean, but there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of breathing through, I think the, the pain and the contractions and, um, man, I'm sorry. My cat is really purring up a storm, distracting me, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find the whole notion of it very interesting and like, maybe I should give it a shot. I think you definitely should. I think you're already halfway there with the running regiment. Uh, and I think that, I think everybody should. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people today that are proponents of it, and I feel like it's become or becoming kind of like a, like not a hip thing, but I guess sort of. Uh, I think it's it, more mainstream than it's ever been for sure. Yeah, I can't think of like the right adjective I'm thinking of for it. Um, yeah, it's definitely like hit critical mass though. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's always good to come back to the center. You know, I think it's really important because you can get pretty far away from that. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, oh, is that it? I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what say. else to say. I, I was it's, a, that, it's a, it's a small one. It's short. One thing I think blurb. is interesting about it is like, I remember hearing about Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, who had been, you know, the weightlifter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> I don't know uh, why the weightlifter is the first thing I thought. <laughs> I guess because when he was, you know, like Mr. Universe or whatever, there's like a quote of him talking about meditation and how uh, he he did it for like a week and felt like, he already got like as much out of it than he would ever get, and he never like meditated again. Like, oh really? Yeah, he was almost <laughs> saying that he was like this like Zen god or something, and like he's he, pretty Zen he, guy. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, look what he's accomplished, right? So I I, I believe that actually full f- hardly that he was he's already like at that tip top level. I just thought that was an interesting quote. He also like, seems like a guy that's like not gonna waste his time doing anything that he doesn't seem like he needs to do. Like, yeah, for sure. I don't know, but. That's just what I've gathered from the very minimal amount of interviews that I've seen with them. Def, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it to achieve at the level, at any at that level that it's, that he's achieving at, I feel like the t- those type of people are always they're just maximizing their time. They're you know they're very good at exactly what you just said, like compartmentalizing something that's working really well, like not doing what's not working well, and then just you know just killing it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it might be an interesting thing for me to check out just as a, you definitely as should. a, as a, as a parent, like, I feel like there are times when I could like, <laughs> just like go and get into a hole and have quiet yeah. <laughs> something. Um, I've had some but, crazy experiences with it actually. Like now that I'm thinking more about this, that's actually what you just said, getting into like the whole, like going into this darkness. Like one time, my friend and I, we had these like really uh, warm sleeping bags and it was like snowing out or it had just snowed and we like wanted to test out the warmth of the sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> so we like went to this field that was behind our houses. There was like this old school field and tennis courts and stuff and uh, I spent a large part of my childhood there. But uh, I had this like really um, like out of body experience meditating. I don't know if it was just that I was becoming hypothermic or, uh, or hypothermia. Um, but it was like, I just felt so, um, Oh, I, I, it was just like, I felt, I felt like I just wasn't, I feel like I understood 
that I was just like this energy inside of like this vessel or something. And wow. like, I feel like I tapped into the cosmos. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> and I wasn't doing any kind of drugs at the time. So yeah. <laughs> point that out. I don't know what, I don't know. It might've just been like the cold combined with being outside combined with like being somewhat, you know, used to meditation and, and being able to, you know, get to that spot. My cat's freaking out now too. This is, this is crazy. Well, but that, that makes me feel a little bit better. That's a, yeah, that's a wild story. I feel like you only have like so many of those, um, like, I don't know, occurrences within your life, like where you really, I don't know, at least for me, like where you no. step outside of yourself. Yeah. Like that was like kind of the, the point in time where I, I think I figured out a lot of my like life philosophies and, uh, just from that one experience, because it was, uh, I don't know. I just felt it was, it was very real and like true to me in a, in a way. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of getting like new agey, but. Well, um, it is meditation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. But, I, I'm going to recommend an Enya album later, so we should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Um, cool. Well, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for sharing your views and, yeah, your I hope wild, that was your helpful. Your wild trippy past. Yeah, trippy man. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like a tool, another tool in the toolbox. You know, and when you need it, it's it's definitely an amazing thing to take out and uh, utilize. Because, like I said, I'm only only when I'm feeling really anxious and crazy do I do it. Now, I, I don't know. I feel like once you do it or have a practice of it for, like, I feel like it. It's kind of like the Arnold thing. It's like it definitely changes you, and I feel like once you do it enough and get like figure out how it works for you like i don't know i feel like that's it's kind of like an endless thing that you can always tap into if you want awesome good stuff cool man what do you got what what's your paragraph of, of yeah uh, for some reason the words. past couple episodes i was writing down like <clears throat> a lot of different ideas and uh maybe it was just the, an episode or a couple ago but so I just had this thought about like books versus ebooks. I guess to mm-hmm. talk about a general idea of, you know, analog or digital, right? So it's like, yeah, because I notice I definitely retain information better when I read like an actual book versus when I just read something on a computer screen because I'm getting yeah. ready to go back to school and, you know, I was recommended a couple ebooks to check out for you know learning some uh, programming stuff and I just like. Real, have realized that I like books. Like I learned so much better from a book. That's interesting. Yeah, totally. Because I think yeah, it's like a physically I mean, on a page. Yeah, I don't know. For me, like I just can't um, spend an amount, of, like a, a long period, looking at a screen. You know, like reading. I feel like I can like read long for longer periods of time um, looking at a book. Yeah, that's true um, too. And. I don't know for also like I I even prefer like an audio book in general like I feel like I I process information more like orally a little bit better and like maybe I retain it a little bit better I don't know yeah well I think there's like three types of learners uh it's like auditory like people who uh can like when you're when somebody's like giving like a lecture or something you know you can pick it up and then there's like visual learners where they'd rather see something in a graphical form. And then I think there's one more, but, um, you know, I'm something sure that one, that one involves probably like reading things on a page and 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not must, sure what it is either. That must but. be it. No, that, that's got to be it. And it's like, the thing is, like, everybody is, like, I feel like one of those things uh, the most, you know? Like, one of those yeah. things is definitely your preferred method of learning, and it's thrown out the window in, like, the public school system. Because, like, imagine a system where, like, you had all the auditory listeners in one room and you had all the graphical listener or learners in another room and all the people that was like great at retaining information from a book, you know, but yeah, uh, I mean, that would be amazing, but I don't think anybody's ever going to spend that kind of time to go in and figure out who all is what, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And and that's why like the school system is inherently broken, you know, it's like, uh, it's just teaching people to be followers or whatever. But, um, I don't know. I guess that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, I, I like, just think it's just funny because, you know, you, some people just think they are, they could be like a bad learner or they're, you know, thought of as being stupid or something. It's like, they just may just learn in a w- much different way than other people, you know? And I think it's yeah. a shame that those people fall through the cracks. I don't think I, I think in some a... ways I was one of those people. That's why. I'm no, I, I, about it. I, I think like I'm right there with you and I don't think like I would be anywhere as a human being without like YouTube <laughs> at this point. Cause like, I mean, like I learned so much like from videos and, you know, um, and just people talking and sharing their expertise in general that like, yeah, I'm extremely grateful for the, the time that I live in, but yeah, yeah dude, I don't know. Especially as a visual I, learner. Yeah, totally. But I don't know. Overall, like I just like I don't know. I don't I don't enjoy reading anything as far as books go, on like on a screen screen, format. Yeah, Yeah. it just I don't know. So I mean, like, what do you think the implications of the digital revolution is going to be on like people's brains? Because I feel like we're already starting to see. Like I feel like some people I talk to about certain things, they just don't even remember that I talk to them about those things, or they'll like repeat themselves. Like I'll oh, have a conversation with somebody, and then the week later they'll like. I mean, you, you're actually not like this at all, because I mean, like, I feel like I'm almost like saying it's you because we talk every week. But <laughs> <laughs> there's like certain people that I feel like maybe they've always been a little bit like uh, ADD, but I feel like people's brains are like even more broken than they were when there wasn't all this technology. Because having yeah. known those people for a long time, I guess what I'm trying to say. I'm like I'm interested to see if maybe there's a meme out there that's like the the human evolution of like starting from like an organism to like an ape or whatever and standing upright human and then now we're sort of slumped over like looking at our phones and we're just sort of like melting into like I don't know did you ever see Wally yeah the movie Wally like yeah, how they're just like they're just like you know blobs like I feel like we yeah, kind of like in that direction on chairs or <laughs> oh absolutely yeah. yeah I think that's like that's just like a time traveler made that movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I mean, I don't know. There's got to be some sort of like huge ramifications like on our brains and on our bodies in general. Yeah, because um, I think that like the how fast all this stuff has happened too. There hasn't been enough time to really examine like what's going on with it, you know? It's yeah. It's not like something that took place over 100 years and you can say like, oh, this was like, the steps of it and this is like when this occurred and this is where this changed this is like within the even just the past 10 years the past 20 years it's like the the rapid advancements of this type of technology and then you know a lot of it is is for like convenience sake and you know what's cheaper to do like i don't know it's just interesting to think i mean this is something people talk about a lot of 
people have already have already talked about this. I guess it's nothing new, but um, yeah. Well, I mean, like it concerns me even like as a parent, like you know, because it's yeah. really easy for me to give my kids an iPad. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I grew up with a TV in the living room, and it was like always on. Um, but I feel like it's just like it's different. Like with the kind, I don't know if it's like the kinds of screens that we're watching or like that they're um, just like right there all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Like I grew up with it. It was just like in the house and on all the time. Um, and I don't know if it's a result of that, but I like, we don't have a TV in the living room and you know, we, we barely ever have it on, but still we have like the iPod or iPods, iPads and, and phones and the kids, you know, watch those. And, and, um, and I notice like a difference and my wife notices a difference, like when they zone out for too long on these things, you know, they get, yeah super grumpy and really yeah yeah and um i don't know so i mean but <laughs> like my daughter got on to me the other day at like dinner time i was like she was like no phones during dinner yeah <laughs> so i had to put it away but uh so i'm just as, well, so I'm everybody's, just as guilty that's great though everybody's like policing each other in the family <laughs> unit. i guess so <laughs> i i well i think it's I think it's just inescapable, you know, it's, and I guess it's, uh, cause like right now, even I'm just thinking like, I literally have four screens in front of me. I have my phone, I have the camera, my computer, my other computer. And it's like, I feel like I'm in, uh, 12 monkeys or something, you know, or <laughs> clockwork orange. I don't know. It's very odd. I, I, I guess, well, okay. So I guess the, the crux of the question or the other thing I wanted to ask you now that we've established how we feel about it is, do you think we're ever going to go back to like more analog means? Of I stuff? mean, I would love to like, I've ever be like approach Cause like, I feel like me too is like, I'm like actively trying not to use my phone as much anymore. Like yeah, leaving it I mean, behind. That's amazing. Kudos to you for that. Like I, uh, I literally I feel like I'm, shit sometimes when it's like in my pocket all the time. Like even just, yeah. like, I feel like I want to get away from it, you know, but I don't know if I'm, just insane, you know. It's, so, I don't. I don't think you're quite there yet. I'll let you know if you get. But you get could too see far the you could see the cracks starting to form. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, like, like I don't know. I, I mean, I support like the idea of people going back to more analog as far as like, um, you know, consuming like art and consuming uh, music and um, and books and and even like zines i feel like there's been a pretty big upswing as far as i'm concerned yeah, like, i mean that's interesting like, definitely in counterculture right like people yeah. are going back to uh analog tactile type things and i think you see that yeah. a lot in, in other areas too um i think there's like just a desire to have tactile stuff you know yeah totally i think it's um maybe it's like the backlash of uh what's what's the um the uh minimalist movement i guess like uh maybe we'll get back to a maximalist and everybody's gonna have their bookshelves filled up again yeah maybe because uh, i got rid of a bunch of like i got rid of a ton of books and cds and stuff about 10 years ago yeah me too like i really don't i mean there's very few books that i want to have honestly because i feel like a lot of books well honestly as a PSA, definitely, if you don't have a library card for your local library, definitely snag one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, constantly getting all sorts of 
materials, whether it's audiobooks, DVDs, books, uh, and it's amazing because you can yeah. essentially own it for a couple of weeks, read it, and then, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like also just for me, I grew up in a house of, uh, I don't want to say like hoarders, but <laughs> in a house full of hoarders and, uh, yeah. So I, I kind of like, for me, there's like an element of like, I just don't want to live like that, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm very careful about what I bring into my house and the things that I keep around me. But yeah, I mean, that's an interesting idea too. Cause I'm here, I'm saying like, Oh, go back to analog. But like, I'm definitely committed to the digital minimalist life, you know? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to balance kind of the like being between because I'm sort of the same way. Um, although my basement would say otherwise because it's just like covered in gear and art supplies and. Well, that's sick though. I wish I had because that's the one caveat for me is like I wish I had like an office or like a basement or something where I could just have yeah. all my stuff. I want to have all my records and CDs and tapes and books and stuff, but video games, you know, like old like vintage video. But it's like. I just don't have the space for it, you know. I don't want to like, you know, live in like it. a rat's nest of culture, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are worse things to live in, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't. I guess um, it's just an interesting. I, I feel like either. I mean, I guess we could just keep going the way we're going, you know. And and I think certain things are definitely going to fall to the wayside as we change as humans and our brains change and we get used to like technology. But I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, I mean, because it almost seems like to have attention and to be able to focus today is like a superpower, like with a lot of like, I can't tell you how many times I'm with people and like, they can't hold a conversation or they, they're just addicted to their phone or like, they just want to look at their phone or, you know, it's kind of, kind of a weird world, you know, it absolutely is. And it's, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I'm not trying to say it's good or bad, you know, but um, I'm just curious, like, because I feel like for my own life, I'm definitely going back to to certain things analog, especially books, like, because whatever it is about ebooks, like, my brain just does not, it's like I might as well not even read an ebook because I won't retain what I'm reading. Gotcha. Maybe that's just me. I I don't know. No, I, I, uh, especially ebooks, I I feel the same way. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just not as fun either. You can't walk into a old bookstore and smell that smell that they, that they, I don't know, that old bookstores have. And yeah. I mean, the same thing with buying records, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going. But so I don't know. I support your ban on ebooks. Ban on ebooks. You heard it here <laughs> first. Episode 15 of the 424 podcast. We're, uh, we're, we're taking it back, folks. Going analog. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Looking for a way to support analog thoughts? Check out Jason's cassette label Painted Blonde Tapes at PaintedBlonde.com and snag a copy of one of his releases. What are we recommending this week? So, Unless there's anything else you want to No, I think that was, that was a perfect bookend to that whole thing. We'll leave it up to the listeners. and Perfect uh, ebook end. Nice. The non-existent ebook end. <laughs> oh God! Sorry. Continue. Um, just because you can't feel it doesn't mean it's not there. Is that Radiohead? <laughs> well, I, I like kind of flipped it, you know. <laughs>
Um, anyway, uh, that's a really stupid, stupid joke. Um, so the thing I was, I've been reading this book. Well, I, I actually wound up reading essentially like a cliff note version of it. Um, I don't know. I couldn't like get through it, but I thought the message of it was really good. So I'd recommend checking out a synopsis of the book, The Gift by Lewis Hyde. Sorry. <laughs> Go check Sorry. out, the, check out uh, the cliff notes of it. So The I Gift? Know, that was really ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that was the, great. So I loved it. It's all, it's all about like, um, yeah, it's called The Gift. And it's all about like, uh, the, I guess the thesis of the book is that, well, it talks a lot about gift culture and all these different cultures and how um, this gift is like this perpetuating um, thing that you're not looking to receive anything for and it kind of like reverberates forward. It's kind of like paying it forward and uh-huh. you know people can enjoy it as it doesn't need to be something that's like monetized. And so they, they does this whole background of like different cultures and gifts and then the second half of the book is talking about like the artist as, you know, because so many people, you know, as artists, like it's the, you know, the always a question of art and, and commerce, you know, like how do you monetize your art because it's something you want to do. And the book is kind of saying like art in general for most people is just as an artist, you're just somebody who's giving everybody a gift. Like, and that's sort of like a very healthy way to look at it. And also a way of just saying like, instead of worrying about monetizing it, like just realize it's never really something that should be monetized, or I guess that's sort of the thesis of the book. And it's kind of like, just, it just keeps paying forward. Like if, you know, if you make a a record and then somebody listens to it and, you know, it makes them feel a certain way and then they pass it along to somebody else and so on and so forth. Like, like each time that gets passed along and people are listening to it, maybe it's not like a transaction, but it's sort of like, I don't know, like rippling outward and I guess the main thesis, not to keep repeating myself, but it's, uh, it's basically, you know, like as an artist, you're just giving people a gift. So don't expect anything returned from it. Gotcha. Like, like, like have this philosophy of it's, it's just a gift, you know, that you're giving to That's people. A, yeah. Kind of, I feel like that lines up with a lot of, a lot of, uh, things that we've talked about throughout this, uh, 15 week endeavor. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a good one to kind of like, I don't know, just mention at least, even though I, yeah. I didn't, you know, read it completely. I thought the message of it was really, makes a lot of sense. And I hope um, the last chapter doesn't go against everything that you just said, though. I know, I may even be paraphrasing <laughs> it incorrectly. <laughs> just check it out. I mean, that's that's the gist of it, you know, it's like, that's kind of the whole idea. Um, because I just feel like so many people struggle with this idea of like, how can I monetize my art and then there's like that Quincy Jones quote where he's like the second you think about money like God walks out the door you know and I think as soon as you start to think about like how you're going to monetize something like even with the channel and like some of the stuff I was trying to do like I mean I think the the preamps you know the task maps being the one exception um, it's like so many of the things I was like thinking about it just like I don't know just kind of like ruined certain aspects of the uh, channel for me like yeah because it's just like at the end of the day it's just fun thing like and i and i think it's just like like i said it's just a gift like much like the podcast you know it's like just putting this out there for like-minded people that enjoy it and and hopefully they do and get something out of it and then they they're able to ripple outward from there you know good stuff speaking of gifts i got this insane package in the mail 
which oh, is yeah. leading to my it's leading to my uh, recommendation. Um, so my recommendation for this week is to check out um, a friend of mine. I guess well, I guess I can call him a friend now. Um, this tape label called Chord Organ Tapes, um, and so like this guy really goes all out when you order tapes. <laughs> like like I got this huge package. I ordered a couple of tapes. No, it's like I think he like kind of he's, trumps he's, me. He's got you beat. Yeah, he's got like, I mean, just like a stack of like stickers. Um, I mean, the tapes came, which is awesome, you know. Uh, but like stack of stickers. I'm gonna show the video. Whoa. Yeah. Um, uh, there's like a balloon. There was like a mystery cassette in there that I don't know what it, what it was. There was like a 45, like beaten up 45 record. There was like a a DVD of um, well, what was it? Uh, uns- no, not unsolved mysteries because that would be too amazing. Um, God, what was it? Um, <laughs> you should definitely include that. Uh, what was it? Just hang on. You gonna edit this out if you want? No, we're keeping this in here. Oh. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, I don't know. Um, I recommend checking him out. He's got up to like 14 releases, so I'm sure that oh. there's something on there that you might enjoy. Um, and, yeah, pick yourself up a tape and you'll likely get a really cool package in the mail because he kind of likes to do like big care package type things. Hmm. And how did you guys meet? Um, Instagram, totally. Oh. Like uh, being both being tape labels, I think we came across each other. Um, and the power of the internet. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I know we don't, I know we knock uh, the screens damaging our brains, um, but you know, like I think uh, somewhat it, it helps out. Um, just uh, it's helped. It's helped me a lot. I mean, meeting you, meeting a lot of people this year. Oh, absolutely. So. I, I agree. Yeah. As much as like we we were we were definitely talking about some of the negatives of it before. There's yeah. definitely positives, you know. For sure. Yeah. So we'll leave it on a positive note. Chord organ tapes. If you like analog thoughts in a digital world, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. It's wonderful to hear what you're thinking and also a great way for new listeners to find us. You can also send us feedback about analog thoughts at 424recording at gmail.com. Connect with us on Instagram at 424recording and at Painted Blonde Tapes. Please join us next week. I'm Mike from 424recording. Thank you for listening and make sure you do something you want to do today, all right?